Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. As you know, I'm your host, Katherine Taylor, and this is the show about writing in all its magnificent forms. But from time to time, I find guests who I think have wonderful and interesting skills to help you in your online journey, whether you're a writer or whether you're just in business. And I feel that I have to share these stories with you. So today, my guest is an international personal branding and image consultant and fashion stylist and certified color consultant with more than 20 years of experience. She is the owner of Shelly Golden Style and is coming to us from San Francisco, California, right on the other side of the world, well, no, world, but uh, North America to Newfoundland. <laughs> She's fourth generation in the clothing and fashion business and having lived in Europe and the Middle East for 15 years, her experience is rich and diversified. And I've had the pleasure of a session with her recently. And I'm so excited to share what I learned and to hear from her. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Good. I love technology because here I am and there you are. And the things we can do now are just amazing. I love it. Right. Like, you know, from literally coast to coast on this continent. Exactly. And, you know, Shelly, the thing is, is that when I say, like, do something like this and, and be able to do it, but also, thanks to you, be able to look pretty good while we're doing it, <laughs> which was why I wanted to share so much what you do. I was fascinated by by it. And I first met you through Cheryl Plouffe, and I was doing an online video program, and this was part of the training, she gave us an opportunity to meet with someone who can help us tweak our style online and how our background would look and our lighting. And, you know, you gave me a lot of pointers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just let you talk a little bit about that. Oh, good. Actually, you, you know, you already looked so great. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's the fine it's fine tuning. It's, it's all the little things that add up to the whole. As I say, everything in your box needs to be in alignment. So it's really, yes, it's the lighting on your face. But more than that, right now, it's everything that's behind you. And are there things that are distracting? Are there things that are nice? Are there things that calm you down? Also, how you wear your clothing. Uh, so you, you want people to look at your eyes, but then you want them to come down your front torso so that they can see your body and see your nonverbal language. So it's all these little pieces all put together. And, you know, it's very interesting because when we're working sort of with this part of the body and um, and not working with the whole body, it's, it's where you don't want to be looking like this head that's floating around talking what little bit we can show. It's so nice if it 
has a message or presents you well, even to the point of where I'm looking at you. I'm actually trying to look at the camera because there's, you know, for people who do this sort of thing, you're not actually looking at your guest. You're right. quite often looking at a little dot. So that's that's another thing that you have to learn about this and your connection with the audience. But when I'm looking at you, you know, just seeing where your head is placed in the screen, where your eyes are, the whole package. And I really am drawn to your face. I'm, you know, I'm there and everything brings me there you know, the colors and so on. And I loved it when you worked with me. I love the things that you pointed out. Um, but Shelly, how did you get in this business? Tell me a little bit about your background. So uh, I am practically born into this business. So as you mentioned in the intro, so I'm fourth generation in the fashion and clothing business. So it was always, you know, from the time I was like my mom's little fashionista in training, you know, like I had to make sure that I couldn't go out of the house unless I look good. And so I learned how to put things together. I actually studied textiles um, when I went to college. I'm a costume historian. I used to teach history of costume at a fashion design school. I've lectured on it around the world. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a color consultant. I've also designed and made costumes for theater. And uh, as an image consultant, this is the third time in three cities on two continents that I've actually had this type of business. The, the size of the businesses vary over, over the decades, should I say, but what I do is the same. And it's really how to put shapes and colors together on somebody to help them attract the people that they want to attract. You know, even when you're on your in your little Zoom box, you're trying to attract somebody to look at you, to pay attention to you, to pay attention to what you're saying. And at the beginning of COVID, I was going to do a workshop with somebody. And literally, our first day to talk about it was the day California closed. So it's like, okay, I guess I will help people look their best in line on their in their box. And that's how the Zoom makeover was born. Wow. Um, you know, a lot of things came out of this crisis. A lot of people adapted, even myself, because I was in a studio. I didn't have to worry about lighting or what my set looked like. I would just sit there and there was someone looking after that, telling me what to do and fixing things up. And then all of a sudden I had to jump in where I had to think of things like that. So someone like you is so valuable because, you know, when I had my session with you, you pointed out things about lighting I had a light that was too strong that was washing me out and I pulled back to a smaller one and I've ordered a second one by the way so I can kind of get that balance on either side it's not here yet but things like that that you pointed out to me yeah I found that they they made a real difference and a lot of people when I see when I go online now I I, I was you know I'm on meetings at different times which are zoom meetings and quite often people are not well lit or you see the top of their head or the camera is looking up their nose. And I mean, these are so easy to fix. Like just talk a little bit about your zoom makeovers. <clears throat> okay. I feel like I'm going to lose my voice in a second. I don't know why. Um, uh oh, You've got so many good things to say. <laughs> I can feel while you're, while you're clearing it. <laughs> um, so I, I've created this zoom makeover. That's like five steps and it's really like really, they're really simple. It's like, first of all, it's uh, positioning. Like 
Um, camera angle, you know, like you said, is it looking up your nose? If you could see the ceiling, it's not good. If you could see someone's floor, it's not good. Uh, so it's camera angle lighting. And lighting is the most important thing because it's the first thing that people notice when they're talking to you. Are you in the light? Are you in the dark? So you really want to have both sides of your face evenly lit. Um, also, what does your background look like? Is it a mess? Is it neat? Is it organized? Is it a plain wall? Uh, do you have glare? Do you have distractions? So right now, this is our new business card. You know, this is your calling card. And it's not just you, it's you and everything in your Zoom box. So background's important. Uh, also, as a color consultant, um, I'm really particular about what colors to wear for two reasons. One, what color works best on you to make you like jump out to be in the foreground, but also what color works best on you in the background you're in? You know, do you have a do, do you have dark furniture behind you? Do you have a white wall, a dark wall? So you want to stand out. You want to wear something different, a different color than your background. And then for men and women who wear makeup, um, I've, I don't know, by default, just kind of realized I have uh, Zoom-specific makeup techniques to help counterbalance the blue light coming from your monitor and also to create a little bit of a three-dimensional look on this two-dimensional platform that we're stuck in a, in a, in a box with. Exactly. And, and, you know, so often I find when I have guests, I like to have a, an advanced session with them just so that I can have a look at what their lighting is because that can be very challenging if they arrive and I can't see their face because they're backlit or... Right. I've had issues with glare. I've had them moving things around just because I want them to to be seen and I want them to look good when they're on when they're on the show with me. And these are such easy things to fix, but if you're not attuned to them and if you just are showing up and just not giving it any thought, you don't see them. You maybe are not aware how easy it can be to make these simple improvements. And one thing you said that I just love, this is your business card now. Isn't it? I, I actually came up with that this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, you know I, I kind of said different things, you know, like look at it as the um, the landscape in front of your house. You know, it's your street, it's your, your curb appeal. But right now, it's your calling card. It's your business card. You know, it, you hand somebody your business card, they, they see the artwork, <clears throat> they see the graphic. Yes, they see your name as well. So it's the same thing. Yes, they see you, but they're also seeing inside your home if you're at home and you're inviting people into your home which says so much about you now i get it you know a lot of people don't have backgrounds that they feel comfortable with so some people really do need virtual backgrounds maybe they've got kids running around or parents or in-laws or pets so uh, so at that point you can have a virtual background they also have just so you know they have physical virtual backdrops that you could purchase, but I would stay away from, be, I would be very, very careful in my search. A lot of them are, are either too bright, too busy, or too light. You know, I've seen a lot of people in front of kind of a, looks like a white brick wall. But what happens, and Catherine, you know this as well, being on camera, the camera picks up white and light first, 
and focuses on that and everything else becomes dark. So if you have a white background, this white wall, or you're even sitting against a white wall, the camera will pick up on that as well as our as people looking at you. So even to wear white, I would not suggest wearing white and I would not suggest sitting in front of a white wall because that's what people will see first and not your face. Because you mm -hmm. really want them to see your face and your eyes first before anything because that's where we connect with people. And my aim is to really make it feel like you and I are just sitting on the other side of the table having a conversation. Absolutely. And that's what I tell people. We're going to have a, a virtual cup of coffee. And so just come on in and be part of this conversation with me. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I have one here too. <laughs> that my husband was kind enough to drop off to me while I was scrambling to get everything together. But, yeah, what a great guy. But you know, the, the, the thing is, when I was first experimenting with what I was doing here, I actually had my camera turned around the other way. I had a, a, a different background behind me and I was trying to deal with a wall. So I had a panel that I put behind me and then I sat in front of the camera and I went, holy smokes, what just happened? I lost every feature on my face. Everything just went completely out of whack. And I, 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 was, I, I was trying to figure this out. I mean, you just answered and explained it. And uh, so then I thought, wow, okay, so if I move that, and I sit down and I look completely different. I can't express what a difference that background can make to how you appear. I mean, was it, was it a white panel? No, it wasn't. It was a darker panel, which was crazy. It was um, kind of black with some gold on it. And I didn't realize, but again, it's black and white are two colors that you have to be really careful with. Yep. Yep. And actually, uh, kind of going back to what I was saying, some people actually need to hide what they have behind them. And so when I'm doing Zoom makeovers with my clients, uh, which I actually have one in about two hours with a woman who ordered a screen, you know, a, a full screen. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing, instead of having the screen completely behind you, is have it partially behind you. Have it half of your background or maybe two thirds of your background if you really need to hide what's behind you and maybe have half or one third of what your real room is, but you wanna make it look good. But this way, it actually softens it up and it doesn't feel like you're trying to hide something. Because one of the things that I try to do with Zoom makeovers is to really help improve the trustworthiness that you show. Uh, to really help increase engagement and also really like since this is your new business card let's let's elevate your brand so you know in terms of hiding your background sometimes you might want to partially or you know it, it, it's it depends on who you are what you have going on yeah, absolutely and that really stayed with me when you talked about the trustworthiness and I think there were kind of three things that I had mentioned in the uh, on my Facebook write-up and, and those, and I'm, if I wish it could come to mind, but one of them was trustworthiness. Um, I just have, you know, I guess how people receive you, their impression impression of you and who you might attract to you in terms of um, business relationships, maybe personal relationships, all that's impacted. But so are you saying that if people 
kind of see you in a, a comfortable, nice setting, they form this image that you've got it together. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Almost a year ago, when I just went, I'm going to jump online and do this. I had really no prep um, for how I was going to do it, other than the fact I wasn't scared. I did some live videos on Facebook. But I said, okay, I'm just going to do it and figure it out as I go, which is exactly what I did. But I struggled so much with lighting. I'll tell you, the lighting was probably the most challenging thing. And and then backgrounds, all the things that we've covered. So Shelly, I'm hoping you can talk because we were talking about um, the relationship and trust building. And I just wanted you to comment a little more on that. Okay, let's see. My sound sounds okay. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I didn't touch anything and I was able to hear you, but you know, I was gone. Oh, well. So lighting. So lighting, again, it's, it's the biggest issue. And even like you said earlier, when we first were talking and kind of doing your Zoom makeover, your lighting was too strong. So, you know, a, lo a lot of times people get lights and they're just, they get these kind of 10 inch ring lights that are, are too big. It, that's a little bit more for a studio when you have more space. So for example, I wear glasses. So many people wear glasses. Mm -hmm. and the biggest mistake that I see is they put the light in front of them, but you can't do that with glasses. You really need to have it come, the light come from the sides. So my suggestion is always to put your lights at 10 o'clock and two o'clock, a little bit higher than your like eyebrows, a little higher angle downward. So this way you're lighting the right side of your face and the left side of your face evenly, but you don't get the glare in your glasses. And that's, that's one of the easiest ways to get rid of the glare. And also you, you want to, this is my super Uber tip uh, <laughs> that I am always working with. Let's see. Um, I use Fuchsia oh, yeah. and yellow, let's see, post-its. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> I'm your student. <laughs> there you go. Good. Awesome. And the reason I, I take, I often suggest putting fuchsia and yellow post-its over your lights is because it actually, you mix the two colors together, you get a peachy color, which is the right color to counterbalance the blue light coming from your monitor. And it doesn't matter whether you're light skinned or dark skinned, it's the right color combination. You know, sometimes you might want to have, depending upon how much light is coming in from the windows, what color it is, you might want to have some more yellow. You might want to have a few more pink, but putting them together, it softens the light on your skin and it makes your skin look more like like a, a more of a realistic color. And again, like I said, my aim is that it just feels like we're sitting across the table having a cup of coffee or tea in my case. So. Absolutely. And you know, th those are simple things that anyone can do, but I wouldn't have thought of it. Mm -hmm. And first when I did it, I had just, I just had the pink and then, and then you tweaked it a little bit for me and I was like, oh yeah, I have to have the yellow as well, but I could easily get here when I'm doing a show, I could easily arrive here half an hour and fool around with this stuff forever <laughs> and trying to just perfect it and, and get it this way and that way. And I know people talk a lot about natural light. They say, sit in front of a window. That I that hasn't worked for me. Um, you know, I I find if I have too much of the natural light, it's hard. I'm usually working with curtains more, 
But what's your take on that? Do you think the natural light is absolutely the best? It's what I hear. Well, you know, the reason people always say, and and I as well, say if you could have daylight on your face, that's the best because it has the full spectrum of colors. And for the most part, if, if it's not sunlight on your face, it'll give you the best complexion, the best lighting. But everybody's room is a little different. How far are you sitting from that window? Is it an east, northwest, south facing window? Is it morning, afternoon, evening? So there's so many variables, just like you, you said you're, you know, and I've seen it in our time together, you're opening the curtains, you're closing the curtains. And so so sitting in front of a window can be tricky, Mm -hmm. especially if you have sunlight that comes in at different times of the day. Uh, so, for example, yeah. like I have a big sliding glass uh, door on my left. Uh, you can probably see a little bit of extra light on my left cheekbone. So I have extra lighting on the right side that I try to balance that out with. I also have lights on my, um, you know, on both sides, but I try to balance it out. And every time I jump on a call, especially if I'm doing an interview like this, is I actually check out my lighting before I jump on a call. Oh, okay, do I need to close my blinds a little bit because my sofa behind me gets completely whitewashed in the late afternoon? Uh, Do I need to tone one of my lights down on one side of me? Because again, if people look at you and they're talking with you and it just feels natural, it's easier to engage in depending upon who you are, what you do, what you're talking about, uh, that, that feels more comfortable. And mm-hmm. we invite you into our home. You know, we would go to a, a lovely, fun cafe that maybe had some plants. So I'm a big advocate of having plants in the back, but you want to be able to see the plants. Uh, so mm-hmm. I have, I don't think you can see it unless you expand my screen. I have a Let's stay here for a minute. I'm going to do that just for a minute. Okay. If I can hit the right button and we'll see what happens. Who goes down? Uh, <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Let's have a look at your set there. <laughs> so, so this is my, this is my living room, but it, it's, it's definitely, it's staged. So like I have this big plant here and it, it not only is it hiding some things, but it's acting as an anchor and it softens the room. I also have these little round flowers over here. And I have my little round glasses that are, thank God, not eating into the skin of my nose. And then I have this little round circle over here. So I actually have a tic-tac-toe and my eyes are in the middle of that tic-tac-toe, like in that, that line. But I have flowers and plants and it softens the room. It invites you into the room where you might say, hey, wow, that looks nice. I want to come sit there. Whereas if it were just like a piece of brown furniture behind me, it might not look as inviting. So I'm, I'm a big advocate on having a plants. But mind you, I have light on this cabinet and I have a light on the plant. Because if I didn't have the light, I, it would look like I have this big, dark, dark, dark brown piece of furniture behind me with my dark hair and you'd lose me. And again, mm-hmm. you want to be able to see all of me. 
because we're on a two-dimensional platform, but I want to try to create a three-dimensional feeling. So I'm in the foreground, I've got a mid-ground and a background. And when I'm doing Zoom makeovers with, with, with people, whether it's you're an individual or a company to help up-level your company, I try to create that same feeling of where you are, but I work with you in the space that you're in, trying to create something warm and inviting. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love the fact that I could do this. Oh, here we are back again. <laughs> so people could see your set because and what you're talking about, because it makes such a difference. It is very inviting. I do feel like coming in with you. I feel like I want to sit down and have that cup of coffee. And you look like someone I'd love to spend time with, which is why you're here. <laughs> I'm going to come spend time with you on my my next travel up on the way northeast coast. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. You'll need a bit of time and we need a few things to get worked out before we can yeah. do this. Shelly, one of the reasons why so many people stay off live video and Zoom calls or are tremendously nervous about it is because they worry about how they're going to look or what their image is. Do you encounter that with clients at all? Not too often. Uh, occasionally I do. Uh, but think of it this way. Say you were going to a really nice party or a wedding or something like that. So, so you, you dress up a little bit. And when you walk into that room, you know that you're dressed well and you walk differently. You, you carry yourself differently. You're like, hey, I'm here. Not you don't necessarily say that, but you know that if you dress up a little bit, you are more likely to want to be seen. I was just talking with my son this weekend, who's a computer engineer, and he's he's a, he does like a lot of the he, he takes care of this company's entire website. And you know, he's like, "Yeah, I wear my hoodie, and I usually have my camera off." Don't I, I would never tell him I said that. But <laughs> so, but the thing, is, but he's he he's a good dresser. But perhaps if he dressed better, and I told him this, if you dress better, you might feel more comfortable to put your camera on as opposed to wearing, you know, your, your house clothes, at least from the waist up. Um, you know, don't wear that hoodie. Don't, you know, put on something a little bit better so that when you are on screen, you know that you look good. And it takes a little conscious effort. It takes intention. But you know, here we are, we're all sitting in our homes, sitting in front of these cameras, talking to people that takes intention as well. So it's just that one little step to present yourself better by putting something on, putting on something a little bit nicer, you're going to feel a little bit better. And I think that's a, a general rule in life. And especially where we're stuck home so much right now, just get uh, get up and uh, put something on. Get moving because it's so easy to get in a rut. And I think some people are feeling it, particularly here. We're all locked down again, and it's almost a year later. And everyone feels that. It, it's just like, oh, what's the point? But there is a point. There's a psychological point to how you feel. And it, it, it does, it does work. You do feel better. You do feel mm -hmm. better. You know, it, 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 it's just a matter of you put this on versus that. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty much it. The only thing different that it, for women is you might want to put a little bit of makeup on. And I just want to talk about makeup very. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so again, we're on this two dimensional platform 
And usually because of the light coming off your monitor, you'll look a little bit washed out. You know, if, if you don't have, if your lighting isn't as good, try the post-its for, for starters. But everybody looks a little bit washed out. So you need a, perhaps a little bit extra, not necessarily like makeup, but to try to create a three-dimensional look on this two-dimensional platform, I've got three, four suggestions. One, make sure people can either see your eyebrows or you know you have the top line of your, your bangs or the top of your glasses. That's the top part of your bullseye. We're creating a bullseye. That's the top. You also want people to be able to see your lips because if they could see your lips that are a different color than the rest of your face, they can watch you talk. You're, you're drawing them in to your words. And especially if you have a nano blip and the sound goes out for an instant of a second, they can read your, they can read your lips. So you want to have them stand out. Light-skinned women do not wear frosted makeup, lipstick, eyeshadow, blush, or a lip gloss. Dark-skinned women, it's okay. The other two places is uh, along your jawline. If you put some contour along your jawline and it doesn't have to follow your natural jawline, you can create a new jawline. Trust me on that for, you know, if you have jowls, by, by putting a little darker color, a contrast at your jawline, you're creating, and then putting a little bit under your chin, you're creating a shadow under your chin. And the reason you want to do that, because then it creates the front of your face, a break under your chin, and then your neck. And you kind of, you don't get that uni-neck look um, that, you know, so many people do because the camera doesn't see the, the area under your chin. So if you shade it, it'll, it'll be a, a little bit different in, in color and you'll see the three-dimensionality. Lastly, one of the things that I do is, I'm going to just flip my glasses up. I take blush or contour, it doesn't really matter because the camera can't pick up the color. And since I don't have cheekbones, I literally draw in cheekbones. I take my blush and I kind of draw a little semicircle around my cheekbone up to my ear. You could probably see it looks like, oh my God, she's got so much makeup on. But the reason I do that is to create the illusion of cheekbones to give, to give me a little bit of a lift. Otherwise I would just be this flat face. You know, I, I don't have much dimension to my face. Uh, well, and, it sure looks like you do because of what you've done. Right, it's just an optical illusion. Uh, it, it's this, I would not go out on the street like that, but it, again, it's just an optical illusion. And the reason I do that is because again, the camera picks up light and white first and brings it to the foreground. So it brings the apple of my cheek, uh, whatever that is, to the foreground. So it looks like I have higher cheekbones and the rest recedes. So it's so, it's so interesting. Yeah, you just need to play with it a little bit. And you do, I think that's the trick. You do need to play with it. You can try the techniques and shoot a video just for you. You can shoot a private video, I think even on uh, YouTube that you don't share with anyone and then just have a look at it, see how you're doing and try. It does take a little bit of time, but it's not too hard. I, I find your suggestions are very easy to integrate and, uh, and and it makes a huge difference. Again, the camera angle, I just got to throw that one out there because 
so often, you know, like on a Zoom call and you have maybe a gallery of all the different people there and you'll see, you know, all this space above someone's head and they're down in the bottom. I'm just, you know, or it's just so hard to see what they're saying. You don't see their lips. You don't, it's not just that it's not best use of their frame or their business card, but it's also more difficult to understand what they're saying. You hear it, but we rely a lot on what we see. So I have a really, really easy way to get yourself positioned in, in, in your Zoom box. If you take your hand and you squish your fingers together and you put it, don't squish your body down, but take your hand, put it on top of your head. You want to see a couple of fingers and a couple of fingers should be out of the box. All right. So, 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 there we go. so I guess you, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah, you're perfect. And so, you trained me. <laughs> and the reason that that's an easy way to measure. Okay, so that's the top of the box. And then the bottom of the box for women, you want like over your nipple line. So if you take your thumbs and you put them under your under your armpits and put them across your body, that's the line where you want to be because you don't want the fullest part of your bust at, at the bottom of the box. You want it uh, just above that. And the reason I'm kind of putting the, the bottom of the box there is so that we could see as much of your body, as much of your head and torso as possible without getting to the fullest part of your bust so that we can read as much nonverbal body language as possible because that's the one thing that we're really missing on Zoom, because if you and I were talking and I wanted to jump in and say something, I might tap my foot or like move my fingers, mm -hmm. but you don't see that. So to engage, to help you kind of read my body language, I want to show you as much of it as possible within my Zoom box. I try, mm -hmm. I also say, Try to take up that center third, like that whole center third. Take up that real estate. People will feel more engaged with you. And that's, again, that's what I aim for. And, you know, Shelly, I do things depending on what computer I'm working with. Like this is my iMac, but I have a couple of books under it trying to get that angle. And I play with it a bit to get that angle down. I have the camera just a little higher. If all of a sudden I move to my... Um, my portable, my um, iMac. Well, this is my iMac, my whatever, my portable MacBook. The other one, yeah. You're the other one. Okay, then I've got to set a whole other thing up, and I've got a picture of it in two. But I'm going to have to learn how to share these these things on here. It's pretty easy, I think. But I have a, a box that I mount it on to get it high enough to actually get the angle that I want. So there's no harm in playing with it, but you need that bit of time. Right. You know, take take the time before you actually have to do what it is you have to do and play with it and get these things out of the way. And once you get it figured out, for the best part, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like you said, you want their camera to be at your eye level or a tiny bit higher to force you to open your eyes as opposed to what I call the puppy dog look, looking down. Uh, you know, you certainly, you know, you don't want to look under your chin, up your nose. But if you've got that camera straight ahead, so lift up your computer or maybe like I sit on a pillow because I can't 
change my monitor. I have a pretty high monitor. So I sit on a pillow to get my head up. If I take my pillow away, I'm going to be down here. Not near as good. Okay, where's mine? Oh, I can't go any lower. I have a, a chair that I I sit on and I was sitting on a chair where I was putting pillows and was like, oh, this is driving me crazy. So I bought kind of a bar stool, which I can raise up to a height that I like. Now it's not going to go really low, but I don't need that. So, you know, I'm trying to capture some of the background. So these are all like great tips for folks who are watching. And Shelly, you are, I wanted to talk to you about your time in the Middle East, but I want to keep you here all day, but um, you will do international consultations and people can reach out to you. Um, I'm just going to uh, make sure I have your webpage up there and you're also on LinkedIn. We'll just pop that up if anyone wants to connect with you through LinkedIn, Shelly E. Golden. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel that people who are in business and who are representing their companies, um, who are doing things like I'm doing, it's a really worthwhile investment to take that time to learn how you can do this because it is your calling card. It is how people see you, trust you, and we do business with those we like and trust. <laughs> That's right. So I lived in Europe in the Middle East for 15 years. So I, I get all the, you know, the different uh, like innuendos of how people present themselves. And it's super important right now to present yourself in the best possible way to elevate your brand. So I, you know, balance a little bit of art, a little bit of psychology, and uh, you're going to look better and get noticed. <sighs> Very nice. And actually, one one little point to throw in there where you have lived in those other cultures, when you're doing business online, like what, like we can be doing now on Zoom, you have to think of the cultures. You have to take your time, do a little research, because there are things that we might take for granted in our culture. We're pretty much the same Canada and the U.S. Um, for the most part. But I mean, if you're starting to deal with European countries or Middle Eastern countries or countries maybe in Africa, what are their norms and what things might you do that would not be quite acceptable? So right. these are all things to think about as well, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for the time you've taken today to share your incredible knowledge and to make it so much fun. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was so fun working with you. And thank you for having me on your show. This is great. Oh, a pleasure. And I just encourage people to uh, consider, definitely check out your site. It's certainly worth doing and you won't regret it. <laughs> You're fun to work with. So have a great day over there in San Francisco. And perhaps we'll get together for a real coffee sometime soon. That'd be great. Okay. Ciao. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.